Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. My name is Kevin Daisy, and I'll be your host, also the founder of Array Digital. We exist to help grow law firms using digital marketing. So if you need that kind of help, please let me know. Today, I have a special guest, and she's actually right here in my backyard in Virginia, uh, just in Norfolk, Virginia. Of course, we're located here in Chesapeake, Virginia Beach area. So excited to have Charlene on and met Charlene before, sat down with her before. We've shared ideas and routines and stuff like that. So we're going to learn a lot of cool things from Charlene and what she's done with her firm. And Charlene, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate your having me and engaging with me once more. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to learn more about you, what you're doing, not just for your firm, but for the community and some of the routines you have the morning, like me and you get up early. So any attorneys listening in, young attorneys trying to get out there and do something big, I think you can learn a lot today from Charlene. So first question, Charlene, tell us more about yourself, the journey. Why did you become an attorney? What was the moment that you said, this is what I'm going to do? It's kind of a long story short, but I graduated at the age of 17 from high school and didn't know it that moment I was pregnant. And I was a single mother quite early. I finished my first year of college, or first semester of college. And that spring semester, I had to take off to take care of my newborn baby. So when I got back into school, I was very motivated and I was full speed ahead. As my mom said, I could have been an astronaut because I was so smart. (laughs) So I remember talking with one of the counselors at my school at that time. And she said, well, I want to be a physical therapist, to be honest. And she said, (laughs) physical therapy, you're going to have to keep a B average and you have a baby. You're a single mother. You're not going to be able to do it. She was very discouraging. And Mm. I remember coming home and saying, how dare she, you know, tell me what I can do. (laughs) My boyfriend at the time, who later became my husband, says, well, as much as you like to debate, you ever thought about law? And the light bulb came off. I met a woman by the name of Elizabeth Eisenhart. She was an attorney in the area who was also serving in a professorship at my college at Old Dominion and Go Monarchs. And (laughs) so the relationship with law began. I ended up being a Kaufman Scholar, getting the highest honors at ODU, being the first student that she nominated for that scholar to actually win the entire award. My name still is in lights at my college. And so I just fell in love with it. It became natural to me. And so there you have it. Awesome. Well, so my question is always, are those guidance counselors, did they do that on purpose? Because it worked. Are they just... No, I a, think they it shouldn't was be in that position. Of, yeah, I think it was a little bit of stereotyping. There is a good story behind that. By the time I graduated college, it was a really big deal. President Cook at the time was hosting dinners in my name. I was I won a lot of awards. You know, I, I was really active and very. You know, I did well academically. So I remember she was at a Barbara Jordan Community Service Award was dinner, and she came up to me and she, the same counselor, and I hadn't seen 
her in years. And she said, <laughs> oh, I just knew you were going to do well. And I did have a moment of clarity for her. And I just looked at her and I said, I want to thank you. But I also want to share with you that not everybody is like, I could have taken the words mm -hmm. negatively and said, I can't do this. No, no, no. But I've never been that type of person. I've always been willing to accept a challenge and fight. And so that was the moment. And that was the last time I saw her. So I did get an opportunity to kind of tell her, you know, you might not want to discourage <laughs> someone just because they made a mistake in life or have a little hiccup. Because we're yeah. all going to have hiccups. I mean, particularly even in law, you learn a lot more from your defeats than you do from your wins. And so it was definitely a moment of clarity. And yeah, so. Well, I'm glad you got that opportunity. And, you know, maybe that changed something for her. So. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, excellent. Well, so everyone listening, checking in with the podcast right now or um, on our video series, just so you can be up to speed with what Charlene does and her firm, you can go to mooringlaw.com. That's M-O-R-R-I-N-G law.com if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, but go take a look while you're listening in or watching this uh, so you can see more about her, where she's located, what she does. Uh, we always encourage referral partners on the show. If other attorneys have a case or you know something they can't handle, uh, reach out. So check out her website. It's just below on the screen, uh, mooringlaw.com. So Charlene, excellent story. And I want to get into more of some of those things towards the end. But for now, let's tell us what your firm focuses on. Uh, what's your bread and butter? And how are you helping people? And when are you focused on? So here in our area, Kevin, they call me the queen of workers' comp. <laughs> I have, <laughs> and I don't know if I want to accept that often, but I have what you call a, a cottage of a niche, a boutique law firm firm that is a very small business, but big business, complex litigation, both on a federal and state level. I think it's so complex that nobody else wants to do it, <laughs> which is why That's great. Um, we've been able to kind of have this cottage and it's pretty full of lots of routines, lots of things that we've done. But essentially it is federal longshore and defense based at workers' compensation. So think how are we getting our goods? All of the guys working on the ports, defense, the guys who are building our ships, the guys and gals who are building our ships, the steel workers, a lot of those individuals who work in those dynamics, even the ones who are working or who are still working perhaps overseas. If you're mm -hmm. working overseas for a contractor, but it's on a base, then those individuals, they come under a certain area of law under the federal act. And so unless you know it and been practicing it, it kind of goes over most attorneys' heads. Like, what is this? This is anti to everything I know in the law. So that is something that I do heavily. That initially represented about 85% mm. of what I did. It's kind of half and half now. I also do state workers' compensation. So when I say state, it's the states in which I'm licensed, and I'm licensed in Virginia and North Carolina. Okay. And it's sort of the same. It's civil, it's litigation, but again, it's different than going in before a regular jury uh, where you have your tort claims and things of that sort. So again, it's like, what? You can do that, <laughs> but you can't do that. And it's the sort of type of business that you have to have true kind of feed. 
You know, you got to have that whole feed of cases that are going to come in. You got to have a backlog. And when you do that, you're able to handle it because on, in both instances, there's a way of control on how you're even going to get paid. Okay. So, mm. so that is kind of different because you can take on a lot of these cases and never see a dime, or you can do and put in a lot of work into the cases and the state may say you're only entitled to $500. Right. And so <laughs> you definitely have to build the practice properly in order to do it at the level in which I am doing it and have been doing it for 20 years or more now. And so when you take how you're getting paid with the nature of the law, it's why I guess they call me the queen of workers comp because nobody wants to deal with but you got a niche. You got to figure out where you belong, you know, where you want to be and, and what other people aren't willing to do. I assume you get good referrals uh, because of what you do and how you do it. Yes, I do. Here we uh, go. I don't want that. I don't understand. <laughs> call yeah. Charlene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. <laughs> so well, that was, my next question was, would be kind of not just referrals, but what's working for you when getting in front of these folks? Like, so Longshoremen, so I guess that kind of maritime for those maybe that don't know what Longshoremen is, but so how are you getting in front of these folks? I assume they're, they're having injury, injuries on, on site at the job, but what's working well for you to, to for them to find you? Well, the number one thing, and I think you and I talked about it when we first met, is word of mouth. Word of mouth. And where do you get word of mouth? Putting in the work, right? Yeah. And so that has worked tremendously over the years. I have chosen initially when, when getting into the industry, I was very picky with the case, right? Because there was a word of mouth with the firm that I was associated with already. So there was already a stream from the union union connections and the people that have been helped. So I wanted to make sure that the, the people that I did represent that once they left my presence, they left better than they came. And so, and that's challenging because again, you're dealing with complex litigation and there's no jury. Um, you got one judge who may decide that this person has been out of work for two years, but they're not going to get a dime. So you wanted to make sure that you were winning cases. And so that then got out. And so I have a reputation that I, I like to protect at all costs from that word of mouth, from people that have helped over the years, people that have seen me in the courtroom. And, you know, I don't know if you know a lot about the longshore industry or maritime industry, but those guys have what I like to call a big mouth. <laughs> so, you know, you help them, you know, there's going to be one guy that they say, call so-and-so, and that guy's going to tell the people in the barbershop. They're going to tell everybody at the union. They're going to tell a person they meet at the grocery store. So word of mouth has really helped me develop and market really organically. I truly just try to do my best in communicating and building relationships. So after I help that individual, I don't just let them leave me. Right. <laughs> I, I literally, and this is something I do tell, I tell my clients, I said, you know, now you stuck with me. Right. 
you're stuck with me. All right. And they say, well, what do you mean? I'm saying, meaning you can always call upon me. You know, I try to really build relationships with my clients and they're so organic that just yesterday someone called me and I had represented them maybe 12 years ago. Oh, wow. oh but it was a huge injury. It was now a family member. And they, the first thing they said, I just remember how you made me feel. You know, you not only did a good job, but you listened and you made me feel good. <laughs> so word of mouth and building that relationship through just my communication with the client, I think has worked very well for me. Absolutely. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Yeah. But you, yeah. you just can't, you can't replace that. And then honestly, for me, that makes any additional marketing, digital marketing, like what we do, it just makes that a lot easier. If you have a great reputation and that word of mouth, it just makes it easier to do additional things to get your name out there. So, right. yeah. So what have you, uh, from a digital marketing perspective, Obviously, you have a nice website. Uh, what are some things that you've done? Search engine optimization, advertising. I know you do something, some stuff with local TV. So what are some things that you've done there that have worked or not worked? <laughs> I'm going to tell you a, a little, little known fact. So when I started this firm, you know, I was full speed ahead. I had already had a clientele base of about 420 people off and running. And so I wanted to make sure that I used the most organic and cheap I would <laughs> way I know. We talk. To, to gain that. And so we just encouraged our clients to Google our name. <laughs> that worked. So Google has worked and we've, you know, a, a little bit with that the website being active, Facebook has worked because a lot of you got to kind of know who your clients are yeah. so my clients are the working class individual likely between the ages of 25 to about 59 very active on social media church things of that sort so face Facebook advertising has worked as they could say, I saw your commercial and it really wasn't commercial. It was just me maybe talking on Facebook or That's something. Excellent. Oh, I saw you. Oh, I, yeah. Or they'll say, I saw you did this. So what has worked, um, and I was told by the person who was running my marketing at that time, was I did open up a little bit. Most people, if they see me in Walmart, they wouldn't <laughs> recognize me. You know, I may have on ripped jeans. I'm very relaxed. I love yoga tights. And so they don't even recognize me. And so I did try to show them that I'm human and I'm not just this machine that can handle all these cases and is very organized, <laughs> but I'm also human. And so Facebook has allowed me to do that. Excellent. I love it. And you understand your customer, your client, you know, who they are and the details of who they are and, and that's, you, that's really good. That's you have to. And that I think Kevin coming, it comes from engaging with them. I've spoken to attorneys who never truly, particularly like in some of them in, in personal injury, they yeah. meet the client one time and then they're, you know, that's it. They're the client just deals with a paralegal. Yep. You know, I can talk, call a client, have a one minute conversation 
and not talk to that client for another year, but they will remember that conversation and feel like I've communicated. So, you know, it, and knowing what they're doing, you know, how they're seeing me kind of gives me feedback on what I need to do and what I need to correct. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, that's a super yeah. important thing to understand your client and even you know, profile it out if you can. Who's my client? What do they look like? Where do they hang out? What ages are they? That's all good stuff. So, uh, okay, I want to get into a couple more questions before we get too far here. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is, uh, we, I mentioned in the, in the beginning, routine in the morning. So what makes a successful day for you? I know for me, I get up, I go to the gym. I try to read. I'm actually reading this book right now. It's Can't Teach Hungry Ooh. by John Morgan, who uh, Morgan & Morgan, the big mm -hmm. PI firm. Mm -hmm. uh, it's basically how to create a multi-million dollar law firm. Mm -hmm. I don't own a law firm, but it's applicable. Any business should read this book, honestly, especially if you're a, a law firm. But I get up, I work out. I read, try to get to the office early if I can, and then have all my stuff done. And then I can get into things like this, meetings, podcasts. So tell us a little bit about what you do. You get up earlier than I do, I believe. But uh, yes. what should these folks be doing in the morning? What should what's, what helps you get a good so, day start? So I'm a big fan of the 5 a.m. One of the books that I would recommend, no plug, but... <laughs> I believe his name was Robin Sharma, wrote a mm. book about the 5 a.m. morning or the 5 a.m., power of the 5 a.m., something like that. But anyway, yeah. he did, I didn't have to read the book to believe in it. I believe in getting up early because I deal with a lot during the course of the day. I try to meditate first in the morning. So I wake up and I'll meditate and I'll just have, I believe in personal space. I believe in you have to have that. You have to have creative space, even as an attorney. You still, because you're trying to build a business and if your mind is cluttered, you just can't do that. So some of my best ideas come when I'm grounded alone. I'm able to think, I'm able to fix some of the problems that may have come through my path, um, find better ways to be productive. So normally I do that, I work out, and then I schedule my day. I typically keep a journal and it's just a plain book journal. And I look, this is really personal, but it works for me. I break yeah. a page up. I put the day on it. I break the page up in fours. I just put it like a big cross. Okay. And I read this in something else too. But anyway, I use power, production, purpose, and passion. And in that, in those little areas, I then write down and production is normally like my top five things that I want to do in the office or for the business. So like today you were big on power and production. So the podcast kind of occupied two spaces. <laughs> so, and then purpose, you know, is normally to be kind, to be light, to remember who you are, why you're here. And it's, even if it's just one word, sometimes mine's is love. Sometimes mine's is community. Sometimes mine's is compassion, empathy, because I deal with a lot of people who are injured. And that's my purpose. So it's my reminder. It keeps me grounded for that. And passion. then passion is family. Passion is always family. Sometimes it's just a heart and I'll put my son and my husband's name. My father just was sick. So sometimes it was just like dad. And But if I then do something in each of those each day, I have had a successful day. That's and awesome. then I can say, if I died today, I'm a beast, like I know I am. So uh, I, I drew out the cross. That's it. Yep. My yep, writing's not yep, good. But yep. so it's all, so it's four Ps, right? Yep, four Ps. 
Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. And it, it, it helps keep me grounded. And because it's in a journal, if I don't finish something in production, nine times out of 10, I'm looking back at it. So mm -hmm. I'll call that like old business and I'll put it on production for the next day until I'm able to check it out because you're not going to be able to finish everything. Some days it's not just the specific email. It's just like, look at your email. <laughs> Um, but that's big, right? That's a big cross. If you can clear out the clutter and look at your email. So yeah, so that's how I normally start my day. And then I get ready like I did today. And I'll be able to say I shared something that's personal to me, but that's in my power, you know, to be able to share with others um, so they can to help them grow, to help them be as successful because crazy. Um, it's pretty crazy. My days are here days, but I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. And I think that's the power of a morning when you get up early, because once you get to the office there, it's kind of crazy out of your control sometimes, but at least that morning you accomplished things and got some stuff done. And then if the day goes crazy, you know, that's uh, for me, for me, it's, yeah, I at least get that stuff done in the morning. And so if my day goes off the, the rails, at least my morning was productive. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Thanks for sharing that. I wrote it down oh, and, great. in the book as well. And uh, I, I try to journal and write down my goals and do all stuff in the morning. But I, I like this format. This is uh, yeah. this is really cool. I carry it. I don't have it in the room. I carry it to work with me. It stays on my desk. So I'm always looking. So even if I'm crazy, crazy, I can kind of look at it and say, oh, I forgot to connect with this guy. You know, I'm big on relationships. I forgot to send a card that I said I was going to do. It really, you know, I'm kind of old school with the writing, but it's something to it. I, to me, I've... I've gone to it and uh, I keep a legal pad now, but I also have my journal too. I keep it in my bag or whatever, but I, I try to do that and read, you know, I've gone, I do a lot of audio books, but I'm going back to just reading that just takes so much more away from it uh, when I do that, especially if you can write down stuff from it. I think you just soak it up and uh, yeah. And when it, you, uh, and you're more present to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're no, I, I got to zone out. I'll be driving to work in an audio book. And then I'm like, Oh, like two, two, three minutes went by and I didn't even really know it. What it was talking about. Yep. 20 minutes a day will keep Alzheimer's away. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, I got two more questions. Okay. And then we don't want to mess up your whole day. So I wanted to ask one question more about your business. Uh, what, what's your plans? What's your goals? Uh, what's the next year look like for you? Have you got any major milestones you're trying to hit or the next five years looking out? So what are you planning for? So I added an attorney last year that went to my law school. And my real goal is to build a law firm of as much as my alum, law school alums that I can. I'm a lawyer B. So if I gauge with digital array, unless something catastrophic happens, you stuck with me. Okay. So <laughs> I am interested in contributing now to some things at the law school. I would like to have a scholarship program for minorities and or colored people of color because it, people are going away from minorities, I heard on something. But anyway, yeah, so I'm trying to do that. So I'm, I'm planning on hiring another attorney this year and I would hope to kind of tier it and structure it that it be a gradual just add. I have one young lady who was writing my briefs because it's a little um, intensive writing and what I do. She actually is at my law school right now. She did very well. Excellent. So in about three years, we already know she's going to take that spot. So I kind of have the five years. I would probably have at least three more attorneys. 
I just conquered some more space. I'm, I'm negotiating that because I need it here in the building. That <laughs> Are I'm you still in the same building that I came to? Yes, but we're growing. So the expansion, that should be finished by spring. And so really just continuing the growth That's to awesome. handle the caseload. I mean, to put it in perspective, I had myself and another attorney at my Newport News office on Saturday, and we were booked from 8.30 to 3 o'clock. And it was pretty crazy, all new clients. And so we were trying to, because of COVID, we're trying to kind of navigate around the COVID thing. So we're trying to kind of keep all the exposure to one. And yeah, so we're really growing and I want to be able to handle that growth, which is why I'll be hiring as, as much as I possibly can. That's like, you have a plan, you know, who you want to hire from where, and it sounds like good steady growth to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. Okay. Well, I know you're going to do well with that and we know where you're going to grow and everyone too, just a reminder what her website address. If you want to go check out her firm, uh, morninglaw.com. So at the bottom of the screen, or you can just Google that and look up morninglaw.com. Um, My hair always changes. So yeah. <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> you got to keep up me. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to mix, mix it up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We mentioned real quick at the end of uh, the, the the cross that you we drew out, passion. Mm-hmm. So you we talked a little bit about bef- before the show, some things that you're passionate about, some things you're doing in the community. You mentioned that a little bit a second ago, but you are uh, you were doing some kind of sponsorship with the local TV network. I yes. guess just a little bit about that, some one of your passion projects uh, before yes. we tune off. Remarkable Women on Wavy TV 10. It, they highlight weekly one woman who's been nominated, who's here locally in the community. And they have this all across, I guess, the Fox network or whatever who owns that. But here locally, I'm sponsoring it um, because I believe in it. I believe that there are a lot of remarkable women and men out there. This program just happens to highlight the women who are doing things in their community. I am big on community. One of the things, you know, that I read is who you want to be. You have to be intentional. 10 years ago, Ago, I said, whatever I do, I want to be a philanthropist. I know if I'm able to give, I've been on the other side of that being a single mother, but if I'm able to give, then I'm in a position to make impact. And so right now, that's one of my passion projects. I'm sponsoring that. They came in and did this whole commercial about my community work. We just finished feeding about a thousand people at the shipyard oh, wow. um, for free. I bought out two food trucks over the course of two days. That a little bit of that is on the commercial. So it's really just about giving, giving back to the community, understanding that um, we all have needed help or can learn from helping someone else. So yeah. I, I love that. And thank you because I'm in your community. Yes. Thanks for helping our community. And yeah, the same thing for me. And, and I think, yeah, I think some people, like, if you can do well for yourself financially, is that's just one of the things, right? Then you can do more. And I think you can give back more and make more impact than if you don't do well for yourself. Absolutely. So I, I just think it's uh, my responsibility to do that. And yes, absolutely. So yes, absolutely. And well, thank you for whatever you're doing. I just appreciate it. <laughs> Community I'll do what I can. I'm always looking for other things that I can get into, but uh, that's definitely one thing that you know I strive to to do, and I want to be able to do more of. So yeah, it has to speak to your heart, and so long as it speaks to your heart and it comes from a good place, and hey, that's all that matters. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, Charlene, thank you so much for sharing 
some of these things that you're doing and some of the tips, I think, and some of the, you know, the things that I hope other attorneys listening in can, can learn from. I took down some notes myself, so hopefully others uh, will do the same. That's what this show is all about. We're here to uh, have you know top managing partners share what they're doing in hopes that you can apply some of it to your life or your firm. So please take notes when we're listening to these shows. Learn from these attorneys that we're bringing on. Uh, they have a lot to share and you know learn from their experiences. Thank so, you for having me. Absolutely. Everyone tuning in, if you're watching this, this will be available too up on our website soon, arraylaw.com forward slash podcast. So we'll be featuring Charlene here. And also on the site, on the page, we had over 160, 70 managing partners in 2021. You can search by state or practice area or both. So if you were trying to drill down to find an attorney that's like you, uh, you can go on there and find those. We also have the managing partners newsletter, which goes out every week. We'll feature attorneys like Charlene, marketing tips. We also have the book club. So a lot of our attorneys that have been on wrote their own books, mostly to help law firms, kind of like this one. Uh, so we'll feature those. So the newsletter's got a lot of just helpful stuff in there. And if you're not subscribed, you can reach out to us and we'll, we'll get you on the list. But So check that out. And then Charlene's episode will be out probably later in the spring. We're pretty backed up, Charlene. But um, as far as being featured everywhere, so be on the lookout for that. And as always, if you need help, marketing, websites, getting in front of your ideal customer. That's what we do. We help grow law firms with those marketing. So reach out to us. You got any questions, reach out to me. Uh, you can go to raylaw.com or you can Google Kevin Daisy, my name anywhere. I'll be all over the place because no one else has that name with my spelling. So I got fortunate <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so Charlene, anything else you want to add before we roll? Nope. I am excited about you and this podcast and everything else that you're doing. And I am just looking forward to looking at some of the other podcasts and hearing what you have to say. All right. Well, I appreciate that so much. You stay on with me. We'll talk backstage in a minute. All right. Everyone else, have a great day and we will see you soon. Stay intentional. Bye. That's right. Good tip. We've been recording this podcast free of charge for years. Hopefully you're getting amazing value out of it. We don't ask for much, but would you do us one favor? Would you tell just one person about this podcast? If you get any value whatsoever, all we ask, and we'd greatly appreciate it, is share the podcast with one person just like you. 